0: Welcome back, Life Group Leaders. It is another week of the Life Group Leader Podcast. This is Pastor Evan, and I'm here with Pastor Hayden. Hey! hey. And here at Compass Bible Church, we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, we reach people for Christ teach people to be like Christ and train people to serve Christ and everything that we do including, including this podcast including this podcast is to make disciples by reaching teaching and training. now life group leaders we're continuing our sermon series a work in Progress but this sermon title is called Building Godly Lives part one and this is out of Colossians chapter 3 beginning in verse 12. so let me read that to you right now. Put on, then, as God's chosen chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. All right, Pastor Hayden, this is the first time as a church we've ever had a part one sermon title. Mm. So what should we expect this week for this, uh, this week at Compass Bible Church. Guys,
1: we are so excited to continue our sermon series on a work in progress, Building Godly Lives, Part 1. We have a Part 1 and Part 2, because next week, we really have the culmination uh, and, and the peak and the climax of of how all of this uh, plays out in our lives Uh not to ruin it, but you read the Bible so you know. Uh, in verse 14, we talk about love and how it binds all these things together. And so even this week as we go through it, remember that it, the, the end of this section doesn't happen until next week, and so that's why we have a part one, because we have a part two and a place to go next week. But what we can be looking forward to uh, this week, it comes in a way of the preaching point, which is, you know, since we're God's chosen people, that requires all of us as Christians to build godly lives And it happens by living outwardly what God has already accomplished in our lives inwardly. And that is the relationship between uh, faith and works or justification and sanctification uh, and our righteousness that we have in Christ and how it comes out and is portrayed in our lives from day to day. And so that's what we can be looking forward to this week.
0: What are the three ways, Pastor Hayden, that you're going to guide this church in terms of what the text has to say about how can we build godly lives of, you know, outwardly living what has already happened inside of us by Christ?
1: Yeah, a couple of things, I guess I'll do three and four here, sermon focus and insights to the text kind of as one. Uh, What we need to see is uh, these uh, characteristics that's put forth here in verse 12 uh, are things like uh, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And the question is, well, how in the world can we do those things? Well, it's because we're God's chosen ones, and we're holy and loved. And that should ring a bell in your mind if you are uh, a Christian, if you know your Bible, uh, and maybe if you're uh, if you're an Old Testament uh, Israelite, or if you're a first century. Uh, Jew, when you read this, you think, wait, God's chosen ones, I'm holy. And I'm loved. Well, that sounds a lot like how God uh, portrayed Israel. And as a matter of fact, it is. And we even read it in Deuteronomy 7 uh, 6 through 7. It says, You're a holy people, and I've chosen you, and I love you. You're going to be my chosen possession. And it's not because you're great. It's not because you're more pretty than everyone else, or because you're more numerous. As a matter of fact, you're the fewest of all people, is what it says in Deuteronomy 7. But it said, The Lord has set his love on you, and he chose you. And so, the question is, how can we do these things, and why should we do these things? Because we're God's chosen ones, and we're holy, we're set apart for his use, and we're loved by him. Now, we know that to be true about Israel. That should be true about us, and it can be true about us because it was also true about Jesus. In, in the scriptures, in the, the gospels, God says, this is my son, and, it, and it's him I'm well pleased. It's, I loved him. I've called him. I've set him apart. And the same words it uses for Israel uh, in Scripture is the same words, chosen, holy, and loved, as God said about Christ, his son. Uh, and it also are the same things that describes the Christian. And so just like Israel needed to do these things uh, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. Uh, Jesus portrayed these in perfection, uh, also the things that we should be putting on as well. And so, you know, that's really one of the big things we need to be doing. Uh, And it plays out in a lot of ways. Um, It's considering uh, the ideas of bearing with people and forgiving people. And all these things are played out in perfection through Christ. Uh, And even through the sacrificial system in the Old Testament, God is, is these things, does these things to absolute perfection. And so it should be our life's endeavor to do those things as
0: Christians. Absolutely. And Pastor Hayden, as a life group leaders, as we prepare to lead our life groups this week, what is a cross reference that we should have in our back pocket? No matter if it's on the application questions or not, what's a good cross reference to help us better understand what Paul is trying to flesh out here? Uh, You guys know uh, the fruits of the
1: Spirit, Galatians 5, 22, and I would even tell you you to go through 26. Uh, These fruits of the Spirit, I I love how Paul uh, explains them because they are the fruit of the Spirit. They are that which comes out of me as a product of what is going on inside of me. Uh, and that is that because I have the Spirit in me, uh, what is going to come out of my life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The wonderful part about Uh, this truth is I know that I can't be perfect as a Christian. Pastor Evan can't be perfect as a Christian. None of us can be. uh, But how I often explain it is this. uh, The rule is, in my life, the rule is that I am loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-control. That's the rule. Now, the exception to my life is that I, because I'm a sinner, the exception is sometimes I'm not loving. Sometimes I'm not joyful. Sometimes I'm not peaceful. Sometimes I'm not patient. Sometimes I'm not kind. Sometimes I'm not good. Some Sometimes I'm not faithful, sometimes I'm not gentle, and sometimes I'm not self-controlled. That's, that is the exception. Now, the rule is that I am those things because I have the Spirit. Now, and, uh, on uh, the opposite side of this is for the non-Christian, right? Uh, the rule in their life is they aren't these things. Now, the exception is sometimes they do things that are loving. Sometimes they do things that are joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, but that's the exception. The general rule is they aren't these things. We are those things because we have the fruit of the inward chains coming out of us. And so that's why this is going to be a helpful cross-reference, because against these things there is no law. Isn't that funny how there's no law against these things? Nobody's ever written in the book, uh, here's what you need to con- give consequences for when people are absolutely loving. Absolutely not. There's no need for it because they're good, godly, wonderful things. And those, in verse 24, who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with all the evil things, Right? Uh, but the problem, the, the, the great thing for us, verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That is, the Spirit's taking us somewhere. We need to walk in step with Him. And verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. The very things that we talked about last week were ungodly things that we have to take off because we're Christians.
0: And because we are Christians, because we have been raised with Christ as you preached on last week, we're supposed to put to death our former sin and then put on this righteousness. And it reminds me of the DBR that we read this week and specifically in Leviticus 19 where it's God's breaking down the law of loving your neighbor. And because Israel is supposed to be a wholly set apart nation, because I delivered you out of Egypt, you shall not take vengeance against one another, but instead you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And now Jesus reaffirms that in the new Testament. And as Christians, it's because we're saved because we've been delivered from sin. We do not no longer have to sin or even take vengeance in our own hands, but instead we can love one another and including our enemies as ourselves to represent who God is in another Connection to DBR is found in Mark 5, verses 18 to 20, when Jesus casts out the legion of demons in a man, and now he's been set free. He wants to, he has a new change, he wants to go and be with Jesus, but Jesus gives him a hard task. He says, Turn around and go back, and instead tell go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Now think about that. His friends abandoned him. He was possessed by a demon. He's in the graveyard, naked, and his friends have want nothing to do with him. And God says, "Go back. You have been changed, and demonstrate this change, and tell other people what God has done." And as a result, he began to proclaim to a bunch of people and throughout the cities in the area, and everyone marvelled at the Lord. And so when we live out what Paul's challenging us to do what God's challenging us to do in Colossians 3 to put on these holy lives is to display to the world who God is so others may believe. And these are all
1: interpersonal commands, that is, interpersonal relationships. Uh, And this is interesting in our society because this is what the world wants. Why can't everyone just be at peace? Why can't everyone do good? Why can't everyone be humble? Why can't everyone be compassionate and kind and patient and bear with one another and forgive one another? Uh, It's because we don't have the capacity if we're not in Christ. And so these very things the world wants is the very things that God gives because his desire is to have a new creation, a new people for his own possession. And so interestingly enough, the very thing that the world hates is God, and the very thing that God wants the very things the world desires to have as well. And those things get to play out in the Christian life. And that's why our witnesses and our testimonies are so important that we would put these things on because it's what the world wants and the world can't get it and it can't see it unless it sees it in us. And that's why it's so important for us to be living out these characteristics of God himself.
0: All right, Pastor Hayden, we are going to be getting ready to take our life group through these application questions. What is a tip for us as life group leaders to be able to lead our life groups well this week?
1: Uh, Just one simple um, point of counsel is just to stay practical. Uh, You have no idea as a life group leader how much it's going to help your group. If you guys just stay practical. Talk about how it impacts your life. Tell them uh, how can these uh, questions or how can these scriptures uh, change the way that my life looks this week. And here's why. Uh, because we understand the foundation, like we've always said, is the gospel, is that we're saved by grace through faith, and it's a gift that's been given to us. And we say practical but practical, because the work of justification has been done. What it's What's left for us to do is to build. And if I were building a house and someone said, how do I build a house? And I, need a, I would say that. This take a board, take a nail. All right, measure the board, cut it. Put this room together, one board and one nail at a time. That's how sanctification happens. One board, one nail at a time. Let's make some cuts. Let's measure twice, cut once. Let's put this thing together one board at a time. And that's how we're going to build a godly life. And so let's stay practical. Let's do little things because the Spirit's empowered us to do these things. We just need to know, here. here's some things we can do this week to do it. Now, if there are people who aren't saved, stay practical. we got to preach the gospel. That's the foundation of our justification is that we can only be justified in Christ. And so, you know, that's why I just in your group, stay practical. Great. If people are smart, let them give their commentary. You share your commentary, but always take it back to what are we going to do because of this.
0: And even share examples in your own life of forgiving other people, how you uh, seeing someone being humble, uh, seeing how you or or someone else were kind and patient and how God is able to be glorified in that moment so that people can understand this is how I can practically live out this theology.
1: Mm -hmm. And even talk about how God's been uh, patient with you, which is what we see throughout scripture. Talk about those things, make those practical so people can see God's word playing out in our
0: lives. All right, Pastor Hayden, we have a couple of resources that um, aren't necessarily the easiest of reads, but they're going to be very helpful if our life group leaders, if you can be able to get read at least one or both of these, uh, these will be helpful resources. What are they, Pastor Hayden? Well,
1: you should read both of these, and it doesn't have to be uh, within the next you know, 24 hours, but they're really important books and really great classics to the Christian faith. The first one is Holiness by J.C. Ryle. I really encourage you guys to read this book, especially in this day and age, where where holiness either sounds archaic, it sounds like something our great grandparents did, and uh, now because of that, we don't Christians don't like dancing or or going out past nine o'clock, and it's not, that's not what holiness is, right? Holiness is something we do because we're set apart for a holy purpose. So J.C. Wright's Holiness, a great, uh, great work that you need to read. Uh, knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, wonderful book. You should have that on repeat every year or so just to get back into understanding God and knowing God and having the knowledge of who He is and why that calls us to a set-apartness that is all different and very uh, unique in the world that we live in.
0: Awesome. Well, <clears throat> leaders, we have... A few announcements. First off, as a reminder, we have a new book that we'll, we will be studying. Uh, Linda will have these at the weekend service, and if you're not unable to grab those, just let us know. We'll make sure we get those to you. It's spiritual leadership by Oswald Sander, uh, Oswald Sanders. That we will study this as a as life group leaders, and we'll be doing some of the training over the podcast and in, 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 and in person. Also, we have coming up the Compass Women's Breakfast on the 26th of February, the Saturday morning, 10 a.m. at the New Braunfels Civic Center. I think, Pastor Hayden, I think you might know that a speaker at this event.
1: Yeah, that's my wonderful wife. She's going to be leading us in a time of fellowship, at breakfast, and a Bible teaching. Uh, So don't miss that opportunity to build some great community as women uh, here at the church and use this as the perfect opportunity for you guys to invite your friends.
0: And then last, men, mark your calendars for the next Saturday, March March 5th, excuse me, March 5th, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. at the building, either on the patio or in the warehouse. We have another men's breakfast. We'll have a great time of fellowship, food, but also I'll be teaching from Um, obviously from the the Bible, but we will be teaching teaching on demonstrating wisdom. So this is also a great opportunity for us men to fellowship and also invite other men in the community to experience the gospel through us men.
1: You know, guys, one other uh, announcement uh, and also uh, an encouragement, maybe an admonition, is uh, to be praying You know, we, uh, even this week, Pastor Evan and I have been talking about the necessity of prayer and the place of prayer in the life of the Christian, that we know we have the uh, power of the Spirit of God at work in us and all of the, uh, really all of the power and authority uh, of heaven at the disposal of the Christian, and God asks us to uh, seek him in prayer. And uh, you know, one of the big things that we've been praying about lately is this building and facility that we're going to be jumping into, uh, and what we have got to do is be praying for it. Pastor Evan and I were talking this week and saying, why would God give us something that we don't even pray for? Uh, and I believe that God's asking us to to pray and to be people of prayer, to be a church of prayer. For us, as our fifth distinctive, is we have a genuine reliance on prayer. And let us be the kind of church that lives out uh, what we say we believe. And so I encourage you, even in your life groups, to take some time this week to pray for things like our building, to be praying for things like evangelism. I mean, the good news, we've had three people come to Christ in the last two weeks. Amen. I mean, that's huge. And we just need to be praying for these things, that God would build His church here in the hill country. So guys, we are looking forward to seeing you guys soon. uh, And I'm praying for you guys in the meantime that you would be great ambassadors of the gospel until we meet again.